Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. How's it going and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. I am Matt and this is a review of the Seattle game and I am joined by Jake, my co-host. How's it going, Jake? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Heard you were yeah. up till late last night. Yeah, it was uh, late um, sporadically. Um, admittedly, I didn't see all of the game, but caught up on it this morning and good to go for this um, review of the game game so yeah um busy weekend in general and i was shattered but wanted to watch some football so i watched as what as much as i could until my eyes closed and didn't open again <laughs> how about yourself <laughs> uh no i um i phoned it in i went to bed woke up early and tried to watch as much of it as I could before um, my emails and my phone and work called. So I've, um, yeah, managed to fit it in around my day, which is um, always interesting, always interesting, because you <laughs> do miss some of the, the finer details because it's not got your full attention. But no, I'm, I'm, up to, I'm up to speed. I know what's going on. Yeah, cool. Well, um, just before we get into it, I just wanted to take a moment to... Um, recognize and reflect on obviously bill belichick's mother died um the end of last week and then um sadly we missed james white from the proceedings because of the the car crash involving his um mum and dad sadly his, his dad's passed away because of the car crash and his mum's in a critical condition so fingers crossed um she pulls through for for sweet feet's sake and also i just wanted to reflect on um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, who died last week she was big into gender equality and human rights um, activism that sort of thing and you may have heard our last couple of episodes or a few in in recent episodes and especially last week we had shown on doing a preview of the Seattle game so we're big in equality on the Pat's Chat podcast and yeah I just wanted to take a second to reflect on those for sure, and so, for sure yeah exactly so and so um happier and sad times all in the one let's chat some football jake how did you find it overall before we deep dive into it um i think the words i used in fact i think i found myself reflecting on, on what we talked about um uh, last week against the Dolphins, I think the word I used was cautious optimism, and I would say that if there was sort of a hype meter, um, my meter is slowly ticking up. I wouldn't say I was cautiously optimistic. Maybe you know, I mean, we're week two, but I don't think any of us would have, the offense would be carrying the defense um, looking at this this season before it started, but. Blimey. I mean, Cam has fit in like he's been there for maybe a couple of years. It's 
it's been surprising. I think the defense, the defense, you know, to an extent, let the team down somewhat yesterday. Um, but Cam just put the, the team on his back, and you know, if it wasn't just for a one play, you know, we'd be talking about things in, in a different light and maybe there would be a, a full-blown Cam Newton hype train. But, you know, I think there was a, another game that involved the Patriots and the Seahawks and, um, mm-hmm. you know, running the ball on the yeah. goal line. I can't remember where that was from. Just, just <laughs> a distant memory. But just point out of I, your head, have you? Yeah, maybe it was Madden I was playing. I can't remember. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the similarities are very much there. Um, I don't blame them for wanting to to run the ball um, with Cam. They've been doing that, you know, for the last two games now to great success. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much optimistic, I think. I think. I think the way we're going, it'd be kind of stupid to not try to sign Cam to a longer longer contract. You know, I, I think he's just fit in. He's given the team a lift in what should be a, a real down year of everyone kind of looking um, jealously over at, at the Buccaneers and pining for the has-beens and, and the, the long-gones. But, you know, we're, we're sitting there and, as I said, if it wasn't for that one play, we'd be 2-0 and right now. And it would be a very different you know, conversation we'd have leading into the Raiders. Mm. Overall, I would agree with you. It was um, very heartening to see how they come up against that team and, you know, basically went blow for blow until the, the final seconds of the 12th round. And mm. essentially, if you want to carry on that analogy, I think it probably went to points rather than a knockout. And the Seattle uh, Seahawks came out on top on points after 12 rounds of an absolute slugfest. They just went back Absolutely. and forth, um, score, score, score. Um, you know, there was a, a missed field goal in there. There was a two-point conversion that maybe could have gone a, a bit better as well that set up the five-point differential going into the, the final minutes. But at the end of the day, we took it down the, the last seconds of the game and a play that could have worked, might have not. It's, yeah, as you say, it's 50-50 whether you pass or run in that instance. And a stat I saw last night or this morning, I can't remember, um, was that, in fact, in that very position, Cam is 80% completion on that, including the two rushing touchdowns that he managed himself during the Seahawks game. So the... If you're a Ravens fan and uh, you're Harbaugh standing at the sidelines, you you go with the statistics and uh, the differential was heavily in favour of a run from Cam that sadly didn't come to anything and the Seahawks ran out five-point winners. So, mm. yeah, overall, um, and looking at general Twitterverse and, and things, everyone was very happy after what happened last night and a lot of people were thinking we were going in there for an absolute slaughter fest when you consider we might only have one or two wide receivers and um, one of our best running backs was out of the game and and you know we've obviously had numerous opt-outs as well which didn't affect us last week against a, a poorer side um, like the Miami Dolphins but coming up against one of the, the big guns and a potential MVP we held our own and yeah, onwards and upwards, hopefully, and carry this trajectory. Come up against the Raiders next week, hopefully, win that one. And then again, we come up against another big gun in the Chiefs and another yardstick to measure where we're at in terms of how things are going with 
the calm and the the offense and the team in general. And if things are two and two after four games, who would complain at that? And if that no. continues, then you know we're we're looking in a healthy position and possibly we will get see calm in in New England for two or three or four years to come. So yeah. Um, Happy enough as well with that. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to go offense or defense first? Just get the defense out of the way, I think. Just because they, you know, considering our talk, I guess, you know, um, the training camp talk, just coming into this year anyway, we've got, on paper at least, such a strong secondary. I mean, arguably the best secondary in the league. Mm, mm, yeah, it didn't play like it last night. Uh, I'm not sure if it was, uh, I think they alluded to it on the commentary, you know, Russell Wilson being, um, I mean, just a, a small side note, he is my probably second favourite quarterback um, in the league. I think he's terrific. Um, I think they alluded to on the commentary that he, because of, of his, his legs and, and natural ability to extend plays, where they were playing um, man, they were now playing zone. Um, and I think that as a team that usually plays man, man coverage, and then kind of then having to shift from what, what you're most comfortable with, and I'm not making excuses by any means. Uh, I, I'm not sure that really helps things. I think, you know, we are looking at probably the second best quarterback in the league, um, at, you know, behind Mahomes. So, and on top of that is, you know, the receiving core. You know, DK Metcalf, Metcalf is hardly a, a tiny man. <laughs> he's brief, but he just saw that ball go up. And he is a monster. You know, him and Gilmore. Yeah, I, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Gilmore is the reigning defensive player of the year, but I mean, I, I'm not sure any, you know, no one in that league <laughs> would, would, would have an easy time trying to stop a ball coming in and, and trying to wrestle him off of it. So... I, th- I think defensively, I-, I would put a lot at the, you know, on on the secondary in terms of why we lost. I think there was too many, too many instances of, of players, you know, maybe being in the right place, um, but just not showing up. Really, you know, they're not putting that decisive hand out. They're not, um, they're batting that ball away, and I think that's ultimately what cost us a lot of those yards because there was so many of those big plays from from dangerous um that yeah we we, we pay for it basically in a, in a game that you would expect us to kind of cut that off or at least hope to mm, the metcalf i think a lot of people weren't sure about last year and he seemed to come mm-hmm. good and then this year he's basically doubled up he's he looks like through, through first two games, he's gone from strength to strength and literally from strength to strength. <laughs> and um, I think <laughs> there was, a, um, you know, talk of him and there is, regardless of it's an, a, a pro athlete like himself or other guys, you know, we've all seen the people in the gym who can easily bench press 300 kilos, whatever it might be. Um but then that doesn't translate to athleticism and no. having gas in your tank, essentially, and air breathing through your lungs. And, you know, you can run 10 yards and be absolutely gassed compared to a guy that's, you know, three, four, five stone lighter than you, but runs marathons for fun 
sort of thing, but just can't lift that heavy weights because they haven't got the, the sheer mass. So him, Metcalf himself, has now put both together. And yeah, with Gilmore, honestly, I don't think he could play, he could live with him most of the game. You saw the pair of them chipping off at each other, but at one point I just expected a little finger flick on Gilmore's helmet yeah. and him to go flying like a WWE wrestler. Uh, there, there just wasn't much of a match-up on there. And you saw that with his touchdown. He tried to wrestle him down and DK mm-hmm. just went, nope, fly swat, nope. see you later. Yeah, I'm gone. Like, touchdown. What are you? What are, you know, are you even meant to be doing something here? Because it's not working. It's not um, no. doing anything. But, Must be yeah. Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like I mean, Lukaku. like if Lukaku just had like absolute, like, because he's, he's uh, the Inter Milan striker, um, formerly Man United, Chelsea, Everton. He's a very, very big man, but you would never sort of describe him as a, you know, well, natural sprinter. He, he's just got strength for days, you know, in the same way that, that Metcalf has. And, you know, Metcalf just seems to be like on another level of human, frankly. Yeah, definitely. So, I was going to, when as soon as you said Lukaku, I did think Akin Fenwa as well, for anyone that knows him. Yes. But um, I think Akin Fenwa is probably about five, five inches um, yeah. le- less height than Metcalf. I mean, Metcalf is tall as he is wide, pretty much. But on the opposite side of that, they've also got one of the best receivers in the league in Tyler Lockett. But on yeah. top of that as well, they've also got this cast that you know of almost nobody's maybe apart from David Moore who's been around um the Seattle team for a couple of seasons so I think he they mentioned in company he was like a seventh round pick and he doesn't look like a seventh round pick and um they've picked up the rookie Freddie Swaim this this year and he, he ran in for a touchdown that was um again what you've mentioned there about people not just not picking up who they're meant to be um, Mark and you know JC Jackson I think possibly was the guy well he was the closest one as Swain went into the, the end zone so possibly it was on him and yeah they just they, I don't just know yeah exactly uh, they've gone from being one of the best or are the one of the best at least on paper um, backfields uh, um, that defences can offer in the NFL um, and the Seahawks played it well. I mean, fair play to them. I can't, I can't sit here and say otherwise that it was, you know, by fluke or hook or by crook or anything. They they pretty much deserved it to be honest. So yeah, the the defense needs um, certainly a bit of work, but the the line held up reasonably well. Um, Winovich again yeah. I think had a quietly good game, but they just couldn't get near Wilson. Yeah. Uh, his his O line has improved dramatically this year and come in in comparison to years gone by, definitely. Yeah. I, I think that was probably my biggest takeaway from, from what the Seahawks were doing. Every time Russell was extending these plays, you know, some I think in, in years maybe in the, in the last couple of years, you would expect to see that, you know, him running and then running for his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whereas that yeah. didn't seem to really be happening. There was sort of, every time one of our um, defence was sort of 
in you know within breathing distance of maybe trying to kill him um, <laughs> it just never it just never transpired his his, his yeah his own line probably deserve a, a watch from him or something he, he's made <laughs> yeah he definitely. A hell of a job. yeah it was well, something me and Sean I talked about last week um the um, Damien Lewis the, the rookie they picked up in the first game he had a, a couple of penalties and missed coverage that you know it's going to happen when it's your first game and you've had no preseason etc but he, he had a couple yesterday but not as much as the the week before against the Falcons and so he's seems to be finding his own groove and yeah just in general the, the O-line for the, the Seahawks was tremendous they were able to keep our, our defence away from them in, in the most part um, which allowed him then to, to either scramble or even just you know bide him time in general which he was hoping for and if you've got four or five seconds the and your name's Russell Wilson you can find your man and eventually he was and that's what exactly what I said was it the the locket touchdown the first one um yeah the the exactly that's exactly what they wanted um from the O-line this year and um what they wanted from Wilson in general from when he gets brought out of the pocket and bingo the Lockett was man coverage, able to run around, get away from McCourty for all of half a second and bang, touchdown, six points. Was... Exactly. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for the, the Seahawks um, franchise and, and team anyway. I think they, they do a hell of a job in terms of building these rosters out. And, and I think um, something they alluded to on, on, on the coverage was just that they're slowly but surely finding their feet in terms of run, run, um, running RPOs. Mm. And I think that is what the key difference between, I guess, this Seahawks team and, and maybe one that we played in the last couple of years or at least watched um, means that they are a lot more dangerous because they are so much less predictable in terms of what they are going to do. Yeah, And, you know, as you said, having having the, 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 the lockets and Metcalfs out there really helped help that, that argument. I mean, I, I, I do not think that they won't be disputing for the NFC Championship mm-hmm. the way that they are going. So I think it, it says a lot that we managed to keep up blow to blow with them because mm-hmm. doing our, our offence, you know, <laughs> as I said, two weeks ago, you would not be putting our offence in the same sentences as the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that says a, a lot about what we've done in a short amount of time. We've, we've done it, really. Mm. And I must, uh, I have, to, I have to hold my hand up and disagree with you, with you there. That um, respect, yeah, but I'm, I'm just not a fan of the the Seahawks um, <laughs> franchise. I don't, in like, general. Their fans. I don't the, like their fans. The, no, the fans not. Uh, me and Shona talked about it a little bit last week. That you know they're in a similar position to the Patriots, but just on the West Coast. That you know, if you're a Seahawks fan, generally you'll jump foot, feet first into the pool of Seahawks teams. And Shona said she's now a Sounders fan. She's you know, now a, a, a Mariners fan. Um, consequently, and the same if you're a Patriots fan, generally speaking, 99% of us jump feet first into supporting Boston College and Red Sox and Bruins and the Revolution, etc. But no, the, this whole college rara thing that Pete Carroll's got on, going on I just, oh, it rubs me the wrong way and, it's a, and you saw it that last few 
um, minutes as Patriots are building their drive towards the end of that fourth quarter. And you've got Freddie Swaim and the other guys jumping up and down like they're cheerleaders. I mean, I know there's no crowd there and they're obviously hyped up and whatever, but any time, generally speaking, you could look across the line and, you know, it's dead calm, deadpan faces from from Patriots players and uh, Belichick himself. But no, no, Freddie Swaim and the other couple of guys that are standing next to him are jumping up and down like jack-in-the-boxes and like they're at a kid's party or something. I was ready to throw something through my TV when I was watching that. I was like, oh, F off. Like, this is absolute nonsense. Just wait until the, the final whistle blows. And, you know, I would have, I was rooting for Cam and obviously in general to, to win because we're Patriots fans, but just to rub that smug smile off their face that, that was happening yeah. on that Seattle sideline was really bugging me. But also what you were saying there about the unpredictability, I think at one point, uh, Collinsworth mentioned it, I think there were 28 pass and 28 rush. And uh, I think they pretty much finished on that sort of even keel. And if you've got that, how difficult is that to try and you know defend against and when you have n- almost no clue? Generally speaking, you can go right, they're on the 40-yard line, they're third down, they're, they're going to do this or they're going to do that. But the Seahawks, you've any amount of yardage and um, and downs that are left, you just could, on that on that basis, you can't predict it. I don't think it was it was very difficult to to see no. what they were what was coming, whether it was a pass or a run for sure. Yeah, and I think we're early enough in the season that teams haven't collectively sort of come up with an answer for how do you stop Russell Wilson. Because I think that's pretty much the, the key to that. If you can stop him running and, and force it into, you know, a, a passing game or a running game and he doesn't have the opportunity to extend, um, you know, you, you do that, you've, you've, cracked, you've cracked it, which is obviously not easy for me to say here as a uh, non-professional and a, a non-coach. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, it'll, be, it'll just be interesting to, to watch as, as that develops over, over the course of the season. Because hmm. um, as you said, how do you game plan for that? How do you, you know, as a defense, how do you scheme um, around that as well? It's it, it really just puts on, so much on 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 Russ, and I think that's why he's going to be in the conversation the way he's going anyway for MVP. Definitely, I've got him down as well, a, a first certain contender. Um, if he's not. I'll just follow fall off my chair with shock. Um, he will be one of the contenders at the end of the year. Then, then that that trajectory. I mean, if we if we look at the his stats alone, he was twenty one from twenty eight pass attempts for two hundred eighty eight yards, five touchdowns, one interception, which was a seventy five percent completion rate. And uh, we spoke about it on the the preview last week that the efficiency of that offense because they were similar. I mean, Cam stats are 30 from 44 pass attempts, 397 yards, um, one touchdown, one interception. He was a 68% completion rate. Similar to the Falcons, they, Matt Ryan managed 350 yards, I think it was, if I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, mm. came out the, the loser of the game, the efficiency that um, Russell Wilson's managed to to 
get in these first couple of weeks. You know, it's just it's high class and it's high it's highly likely why we're be, we'll be talking about him as an MVP candidate um come December and January time. For sure, for sure. But um before we turn into the Seahawks podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's look at the opposite side and let's look I just at the realised we've been waxing lyrical for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I was quite conscious as well. But to, we kinda have to go apart from my little rant about um, the rara us on on the sidelines. We have to give them our due yeah. because they they absolutely were, once they went. I think it was they were eleven points up. Was it at one stage? Um, yeah. You know there was no coming back from that. It was almost game. All it was it was game management from that point forward, and they maybe should have ran out more than a five point. Um, win deficit against us but yeah so no we'll shut up about that now and let's look at the positives on the <laughs> offensive side um i've mentioned newton's um stats there he had a couple of russian touchdowns to boot with that jacob johnson congratulations to you uh, sir you've managed your first career touchdown unfortunately it was in a, a loss but hopefully you know, he was looking good in general apart from that last play where he got taken out unfortunately but you know he's um, two games in after he missed all of last year through injury, and he was he was looking good. And Edelman, and that's the first um, NFL international player pathway um, player to score a touchdown. Yeah, of course. Uh, so he's um, so he's got a nice little uh, accolade there. <laughs> yeah, so and he's patriot. So yeah, congratulations, sir. You you deserve it. Um, he's fought onto that roster. He's not someone that's been you know it it's not been handed to them as such any of them no. that are in the international player pathway but it's still it's a leg up in comparison to some people get and but he's made it his own and he, he made the well he would have made the roster um last year had he not ended up in ir and hopefully after um if we you know he get he's this will boost his confidence basically is what i'm trying to say and he'll he'll project upwards <laughs> as well and so there was him, there was Edelman, um, got 179 yards, um, the most he's managed in a game, and then it falls back to Harry and Bird on 72 yards each. So where do you want to start in this offense? The the positives or the positives or the or the negative? <laughs> negative. Negative. Because at least we can kind of end it on a on a positive, I think. So, which I think they should be uh should yeah. be given the benefit of the doubt on. Yeah, well, I think for me, the negative is Edelman. We rely on him far too much. Um, 179 yes. yards and falls back over 100 yards to the next best receiver. Um, is one part of, of, I think we should discuss and the other part being the run game, which was, again, quite non-existent this week if you've got Cam Newton, um, your highest rusher with um, 75 yards. Um, when he's your your quarterback and, and passer, it's those are the two areas I thought we we fell down in last night, and I think a lot of the the Patriots nation would would agree with that, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm kind of hoping. Um, I mean, how long are they on IR for now? Uh, they get, get three IR? weeks, um, and so anytime you put on. IR, you're three weeks, so it's essentially three games you miss, and then you can come off and, um, and you can come off. 
Yeah. So I'm hoping Damien Harris and the Damien Harris hype train um, can finally sort of leave the station because I feel like we've been parked. Um, we've been parked this this entire time. Um, I think Rex Burkhead had the most runs um, for, for any of the backs outside of you know Mr. Mr. Newton, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was quite interesting because he seems to have been quite a um, almost on the fringes of the roster for maybe the last two years. Year, two years? I'm not sure. I mean, he's just kind of, you know, taking a back seat. Um, but he did, did all right. I, mean, I don't think Michelle lit the, the world on fire, just using him as an early early down um, kind of back. I think we definitely did miss um, uh, Sweet Feet White. Um, obviously, he's not there for um, bereavement and everything else that's been going on. Um, yeah, I, I've... I alluded to to Edelman as well that we relied far too much on him, and I, I think it again kind of showed itself. And my worry going forward is is all it takes is for one person to you know hit him or him to you know um, plant and push off, and you know something goes pop, and he you know he's not he's been someone that's been injured for the last however many seasons one way or the other. But I think yeah. it would be a massive loss in, in terms of our offensive production if something happens to it. Um, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, definitely. And um, I have to agree that, especially with the injuries, I mean, how how many injuries did we have yesterday to so many key players? Um, I think the 49ers got the brunt of most of it by the looks of it. But in general, the, the ACL tears that are happening and, um, Achilles and hamstrings and things and obviously he's Edelman's not shy to an injury himself and I think last year was the first year he managed a full set of games for since he started pretty much and so we, we need mm. at some point more than likely the man will break down even if it is for a week or two where we'll miss him and then you you know you've got the supporting cast to step up um, and actually take some of the brunt of it. I know everyone's clamouring for either Beckham or Robinson, who were the ones that were touted last week to, to be being banded around as potential trade candidates. And But we we spent a second-round pick on Mo Sinu, and look look what happened there. He's now playing at the 49ers. Um, so are, do we gamble on draft capital again? Is, is it a gamble, depending on who we get? So... Yeah, but Harry um, is making a positive out of this. That I was quite pleased with Harry. He took a, a huge hit in that first half, which obviously ended up ended up in the helmet-to-helmet contact with Quandre Diggs, who then subsequently got ejected from the game. So I was um, pleased to see he got up from that. No concussion protocol required or anything. And then he battled in for um, 72 yards. And slowly but surely, he's starting to round his game a little bit and um, nobody can accuse him of being you know, soft and wanting to sit on the sideline because he's no. just a little shaken up, which he maybe was last year, but he's a, a year matured from then, obviously, and now he wants to dig, a, dig his heels in and step up to the plate, so to speak, and hopefully from next week forward we'll start seeing some TDs in his direction, but he's... He's certainly standing up to that Seahawks defense. He he was one that, uh, yeah, a positive, a shining light that came out of this for me. Anyway, 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he's quite a physical. Uh, I mean, he's not a small guy by any means. He's, he's, a, he's a physical specimen in terms of um, weight and everything else. So, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised that he could kind of run with the Seahawks and their defence, which is obviously known to be quite a physical one. Um, I think it says a lot that Cam is trying to involve him, or at least the offence is trying to involve him a lot more. Because, you know, last year with Brady, the connection really wasn't there. And he showed a, a few flashes, if you remember that touchdown, which I can't believe they got ruled out. But I remember, you know, there was a few flashes for him. Um, and going back to what you said about, you know, Beckham and, and everything else, I just think the Patriots, if we had an Achilles heel, it's receivers and it's, it's finding receivers, um, yeah. you know, we really consider how many receivers and elite receivers that we've had. We don't seem to really ever draft them and we don't draft them high. If we do draft them high, they tend to be quite average. I mean, personally, I take Beckham. Um, I just think he'd offer at least a, a bit more. I, I think he's just got a good rapport with, um, with Cam Offfield and I think that would help. Um, and he just gives us a bit more of an option. I think, you know, if someone's completely, you know, if he's in double coverage or something, it's one person less on Edelman or Bird or um, Harry. So, I, yeah, I, I, I would probably take him. He's proven it that he can, he can do it, just not in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's an interesting one, as, as you say. It's, uh, thank you. I don't know. I'm really torn between whether I want either of them or I have both of them or whatever. I'm just not sure. Neither of them. Or neither. Yeah, he's a big personality. Yeah. He's a big personality and a bit of a diva. But we've just seen that you know one big personality and you know yeah. he's the biggest diva in in the league. Or if, um, you know, in terms of dress sense, can, can yeah. coexist with a Belichick. If you if you want a swagger in a building looking like you've just walked off a, a set of the mask too, then yeah. Fair enough. You know, if you can get, if you think you can carry it off, then go for it. I mean, I'm not. I'm for one not at the front of you to applaud his fashion or his fashion sense or whatever that may be that you want to call it in in general terms. Uh, no, I'm not one of those. But I'd rather he just did it on the field and yeah, he's doing it on the field and even in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing all the comments coming out of the Patriots locker room as they're so pleased with Cam. They all they all want to be his best mate, and he's a, a, a ten-year veteran in the league, and you know he's he's showing it, and he's showing that he's the as yeah. far as I'm aware, he's the first one in, the last one out. It's a six-hour flight from east to west, and apparently five of those six hours he was sitting with an iPad and pen and paper and going through all his all the game film and everything as much as he could. He wasn't there having a snooze to get over any jet lag that might occur or anything like that. He's he's hard working and um he's coming out in defence of Harry um in the press conference today and last night and um you can see that their relationship is slowly building. You mentioned that the relationship maybe wasn't there with um T B twelve last year and it's it's maybe a flaw of Brady's that has been overlooked over the years that, you know, maybe does spit the dummy a little bit and so, right, I'm not trusting you. Well, I'm maybe he was back. already looking. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maybe he's already, he was already kind of thinking of pastures new and I'm not going to be here. Was 
Not much. I mean, I'm not saying by any means that he phoned it in and, you know, half half um, half effort. But if you've already got those sort of thoughts in your mind, what am I doing next year? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be you know uh, not human to kind of go well. You know, there's not much point putting you know trying to develop out this relationship or you yeah, know, true. It's a or overt thing. So mm. you know. No, definitely. They're, you've kind of. Um, you know, I, heads... I definitely agree with you on those sentiments with with Cam. Yeah, you're you're, you're right enough. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it, he he never strikes as the type that um, the, the his head's left the building, so to speak. But it it could be something that. But it just seems a bit for a forty odd year old man. He did spit the dummy a bit, and when it came to. Receivers yeah. that couldn't catch the ball, whereas Cam Newton seems to be the one that will cajole and um, try and big up the the guys and boost their confidence rather than tear them down for not actually catching it. I think I can't remember who it was. I saw a quick highlight yesterday. It was maybe I don't think it was Evans. It was maybe I think it was Scotty Miller. I was um, about to say I was I I know the exact play you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly, say, and yeah. you just saw that. Um, Tom Brady stared up. Oh man, it was in your, it yeah. was in your hands, sort of thing. Whereas Cam just goes, nah, it was in your hands, right? Forget about it. You know, we're third and ten or whatever the, it might be. Let's crack on. Let's get. Let's actually make sure it sticks this time. Not, oh, for f sake, you know, you should have caught that and blah yeah. blah, blah, like totally tearing into the guy. So, um, he's more of a, a former player. Uh, obviously at an amateur level, but as a former player, trust me, there's a big difference because you're already beating yourself up that you've mm-hmm. missed a, a catch or you've missed a play, you've missed a block, whatever it is. And so you know, you know, you're walking, you're either going to walk back to the sideline or you're walking back to that huddle, kind of like, all right, I have to have a goldfish mentality of yeah. just forgetting that that happened. Maybe the ball is going to come back to me, you know, whatever that is. And you know, having your quarterback berate you either in the huddle or afterwards, when you know the coach is also probably going to, you know, it's just added pressure that, um, you know, maybe it's an age difference or maybe it's just personality. You know, Brady has played for a very long time in a, you know, in a certain era and coming into a modern era, whereas Cam has played from what oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, some, you know, in that sort of region. So mm-hmm. it, it might just be a, a, a different, different mentality to, to what we've seen. Yeah, they're 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 just not like them. You like it used to be them young ones, yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's end in a positive then, as well as Cam Newton being a a leader and a a well made captain in that locker room. What what positive do you want to end on, Jake? Um, well, I just want to correct myself because I said he was drafted in like oh seven oh eight, and I'm pretty sure it's like. Yeah, Can't math's not it. your strong um, Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it really isn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I just think offensively, there's there's still a few questions. You know, obviously what we've alluded to with, with Edelman, but I think we're showing these little flashes here and there. And it will just be interesting to see how it develops with Cam going forward. Um, you know, can we rely on someone who himself is... Not a stranger to injury, um, to keep running the ball. <laughs> the quarterback is running the ball that much. It's kind of mm, a few question marks. Um, but um, you know, as I, as, as I said at the start, I think my optimism meter is, is slowly ticking up. Um, 
just in terms of how everything is gelled and, and come together, because I did not think we would be fighting um, the Seahawks, A, as well as we did, and, and B, you know, so consistently from week one to, to week two. You know, don't get me wrong, they're very different um, teams that we played. But, you know, could it have gone any better? You know, losing the, the goat of, of quarterbacks to then picking up Carolina Panthers, you know, I mean, they, they must be kicking themselves. They must be watching this kicking themselves because yeah. he's got so much more in the tank and they signed Bridgewater to big money and then let Cam go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. And, you know, you look at some of the teams in their quarterback position at the moment, it's, they'd be keen to have a Cam Newton in there yeah. doing what he can do for us. So I'm not sure we could have done better or asked for, for much better, frankly, and onto the Raiders. Yeah, it's, I totally agree. Um, when you look at what's happening in um, Chicago and Denver and um, Andy Dalton went the Cowboys, he, he's better than Andy Dalton, he's better than Jameis Winston. Uh, everyone seemed to think, you know, we'll pass him by. He's a disruptive influence. He's this extravagant person and seeing what we saw in All or Nothing might have given guys the wrong idea but he's came into New England and Gillette Stadium knuckled down and been the father figure that everyone was really hoping for and whether he's the man after the man that becomes the man or the man mm. after the man that was before well then he moves on at the end of the year you know who's to know but we'll find out in the coming weeks and months I guess but yeah as you say on the Raiders so with all that being said um, I think that's the end of our review of the Seattle Seahawks game. As much as uh, we would love to have been chatting about a win, we chat about a loss. We're here all the time, whether win, lose or draw, we're Patriots at the end of the day. Um, we're one and one for the season. And you know, let's see what happens this coming Sunday at six o'clock British time. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can get at Jake, Jake Paul Design at Matt Inkster for myself, and at Pat's Chat UK is the podcast Twitter. Um, remember, folks, to rate, re- review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, tweet us out. Instagram us. Say you've been listening to us, um, etc. We will get that set up soon, I think. Won't we, Jake? We'll get that set up so you can tag us in Instagram stories and such like as well. And um, Yeah, the more the, the more the merrier. Let's come chat Patriots, chat Cam Newton, even big up the Seahawks now and again despite my misgivings about them and on to the Las Vegas Raiders next week so until then um, we'll speak to you soon see you later, bye adios, see you later